I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Have you thought about investing? Or maybe you're already investing a little, but would like to do some social good with your money as well? Well, what if I told you guys that you can do both at the same time? I want to introduce you to Bolt Investment Group. They are a local, veteran-owned wealth management firm that is ready to help you start investing for the first time walk you through the process, and help you take control over your financial future. Here at News Du Jour, we really believe that knowledge is power. But the truth is, money is power too, and it's freedom. Women as a whole make less than men do and are less likely to invest it. However, female business owners statistically perform better than their male counterparts. Bolt has some unique strategies to help you support those female-owned businesses while helping you grow your own wealth. Hunter Baldwin and the Bolt Investment Group team have many years of experience serving their clients and would love to show you everything Bolt has to offer. Reach out to Bolt Investment Group and see what makes them unique. Link in our show notes. Hey guys, right here at the top of the episode, I wanted to remind you guys to please reach out to Bolt Investments and ask for Hunter if you have not already, if you're thinking about investing or you're already investing a ton and just wanna see what they have to offer. He's just gonna be able to walk you through everything that they do and different ways that you can help support female-owned businesses while growing your own nest egg. So it's kind of a perfect arrangement if you care about supporting female-owned businesses, and want to invest. Just a quick reminder on that one. I also wanted to remind you guys that there will be no episode on Friday. I went over everything yesterday, but because I will be taking Thanksgiving off, I will not have an episode for you guys on Friday, just to remind you. But if you check our social media, we might have something else going on on Friday. So be sure to check that out. For our first story today, we are discussing a man plowing a car into a holiday parade. This is super tragic, obviously, so content warning here. This story does involve violence of many different kinds. In Wisconsin, a man in a large SUV plowed into a crowd at a Christmas parade on Sunday evening, killing five people and injuring 48 more. Ten children remain in the ICU today following these events. It is said that the man was actually fleeing police who were trying to apprehend him after they received a domestic violence report against him. 
Three of those killed were actually members of the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies, which is just so sweet to imagine and so sad to hear about their deaths. And then one of their husbands was also killed as well. The parade truly was something out of people's worst nightmares, and they've been holding vigils there ever since. It turns out that the man driving the car actually had a long criminal history with charges ranging from drugs to sexual abuse to domestic abuse to possession of a dangerous weapon and many more different things. There's actually also a warrant out for his arrest in Nevada. He now faces five counts of first-degree intentional homicide. The mother of his son even alleges that he ran her over with his car in a gas station parking lot. So this is not new behavior for him. Nevertheless, his bail was set super low for this type of crime at just $1,000. And a lot of people are not happy about this, but he posted bail already and is back at home waiting until his proceedings begin. Stay tuned. So for our next story, CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart are held accountable for their role in the opioid crisis. So you guys, this is actually a really significant moment in the progression of the opioid epidemic sweeping our nation. Major drug chains are being held accountable for their role in the whole mess, and it's going to cost them. This could be a substantial step forward because in the future, these types of chains will be forced to put better systems in place in order to avoid such expensive legal uh, judgments and settlements, costs, etc. Lawyers in Ohio successfully argued to a jury that these large pharmaceutical retailers turned a blind eye to countless red flags and chances to help hinder this crisis, and they did so because they were making a profit from it. As one of the lawyers put it, pharmacy chains are, quote, making money off of every pill they sell. They don't make money off a refusal to fill. End quote. And that pretty much sums up the issue in a nutshell. They need to be motivated to prevent these people from getting their hands on drugs they are abusing. It's not their job to decide whether these people are abusing or not. So that's where things get murky. But when they see all of these red flags adding up, they should take action. And this motivation for companies like this will likely have to come in the form of paying large judgments in court. Like I mentioned, these types of retailers have not been targeted as much as smaller pharmacies and other people who played roles in this crisis. Um, You know, smaller pharmacies are just a lot easier to take to court. Uh, But these retailers played a huge role in the crisis itself, especially Walmart. This past summer, though, Walgreens, Rite Aid, CVS Health, and Walmart settled with two New York counties for a total of $26 million combined. In this Ohio case, Rite Aid and Giant Eagle both settled, but the others opted to duke it out in court, and they have just lost 
The case was actually decided by jury, which is a first in a case of this kind. Plaintiffs are now seeking $2 billion in damages, making that $26 million look like a drop in the bucket. But an amount is not decided on yet. Would have been much easier for these companies to just settle beforehand. But you know, maybe this is the slap on the wrist that they've really been needing to take it all seriously. More soon. And then for our last story today, we actually have three little mini stories, all crime-related updates for you guys. And now that I think about it, this whole entire episode was crime. (laughs) So interesting. Could have made that a theme at the beginning, but you know. Um, Anywho, some mini stories on crime to end, to wrap things up. Jelaine Maxwell's case gets underway next week. That is the first one. Um, This is sure to be a media circus, so definitely brace yourself. If you don't remember who Jelaine Maxwell is, quick content warning here. She was the woman who essentially brokered underage girls for Jeffrey Epstein, all while flying all over the world with him and sometimes even participating in the sexual assaults with him. Her family is even appealing to the UN for help at this point. But I think after the scathing documentary about Jeffrey Epstein's exploits and her role in them, nothing will save her. If you haven't seen it yet, it's called Filthy Rich and it's on Netflix and a must see. Next up, Ahmaud Aubrey's Jury Deliberates. If you remember, Ahmaud Aubrey's killing was pretty much as close to a modern day lynching as you can get. Seems like zero rhyme or reason, just three white men deciding to chase down and kill a black man who was out for a run. The whole thing was captured on video because these three men wanted to brag about it on the internet. In the three against one incident where Ahmad was unarmed and the three men were armed, they were trying they are now trying to claim self-defense. Let's hope that this flimsy excuse does not hold water with the jury. And for our last mini story, it was announced that Brian Laundrie did die of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. This announcement came from the family's attorney himself that this was, in fact, a suicide, a tragic end to an overall tragic story. And that for today, you guys, is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, it's important to wake up every day and remind yourself of what you're working towards. You create your own life. It's not just set out there for you. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop. Tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. 
go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh.